Welcome to the In the Limelight podcast. I'm your host, Clarissa Bird, and every week I bring you great information from fabulous people that I get to meet all over the world. I interview public figures, influencers, entrepreneurs, thought leaders, millionaires, and moguls that share their know-how, tipping points, pivotal moments, and life lessons. I promise you educative, empowering, and entertaining conversations with entrepreneurs that have a social conscience. Don't forget to find me on social. You can find me pretty much everywhere. Facebook, it's Clarissa Burt Official. Also sign up for my newsletter at clarissaburt.com. That way you can keep abreast of the In the Limelight media as it's coming out. And you'll be getting my weekly newsletter along with the In the Limelight magazine every quarter. Check out inthelimelightmedia.com. Hello and welcome to Bookish Meet the Authors, part of the In the Limelight Network. I'm your host, Nisa Kotu, and joining me today is Jimena Yenez Soto to talk about her book, Plant, Healthy Plant, Planet, Healthy You, Simple Habits to Create a Brighter Future. Hi, Jimena. How are you? Hi, Nisa. Thank you. I'm very good. How about you? I'm great. Thank you for joining me today. <laughs> Thank you for inviting me. I, I'm really honored. Thank you. I'm excited to have you on the show. So you... For 33, 23 years, you were a CFO for a Mexican environmental fund. And now you're a holistic um, health coach and author. Very different yeah. ends of the spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> what motivated you to make such a radical change? You know, when I think about it, it, it was just like um, a couple of months ago, somebody asked me that question. But when I did that change, radical change, I didn't thought about yeah. it as a radical change, because um, I started to be an, a, a public accountant in Mexico. And I didn't like my career that much, but I had the opportunity to work in an environmental fund, which I, uh, I was just in love with nature and doing a, something for the environment on the planet. So um, I keep that career because I was working in that environmental fund. Yeah. Then seven years ago, we moved to Denver, Colorado, and, you know, we, we now can work remotely because of the pandemic yeah. and all the things going on. But back then, 70 years ago, working remotely was not an option. No. So uh, they let me stay for a couple of years until my boss retired. Mm -hmm. But I had to start looking for something to do here in Denver. So I, I start thinking uh, because... I, when I was the, the CFO of this environmental fund, I used to work behind the computer and I used to set all the rules and I used to tell people what to do. I yeah. didn't care about their feelings or what they were thinking. I didn't care about that. And I kind of regret it because I, they, they called me at the office, Dr. No, secretly. Oh, wow. <laughs> Doctor, because I, I, was, okay. yeah, I was used to tell everybody what to do. Mm -hmm. um, I set the rules. Yeah. So I thought maybe I should change a little bit. And I was just going around my life. I, I was just recalling the events of my life. And, and I, then I remembered I used to be sick. I think since I was maybe 14 till I was 40, I was sick all the time. And um, the, the, thing that, uh, the thing that was a wake-up call, um, I ended up, going to the cardiologist and she was coming with my results and telling me what, what was wrong, wrong with me for, you know, the, the hundredth time. Like yeah. I was, I used to be sick all the time. So she came with my results 
And she told me, you have POTS, which is postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome. Uh, this means that your uh, pressure, your, your blood pressure, your body cannot regulate oh, its wow. blood pressure. So um, normally people faint with that. But in your case, your heart wants to come and, and do something. So it starts pumping a lot. So that's why you are so tired and you're always like feeling like you're fainting and, and you're so tired. So you'll have to take a pill for the rest of your life. And I was like, what? I'm used to be sick, but I, I take a medicine and then I'm good. Like yeah. something for the rest of my life was, yeah. I'm not going to do that. Maybe I have two little her. girls. Like I, I have to be okay. So I asked her, isn't there a diet or something that can help me? And she said, there's, there's no relation between what you eat and your health, mm. at least in your case. And I was like, what? But she said, okay, never mind. Go try a diet by yourself. Go find something. Mm. Come back to me in two months. You'll see there's, that there's nothing you can do through diet. Uh, and then you come in two months and then I'll give you the pills. And I started uh, researching and reading and doing things. I changed my diet. It was a good diet already, but I didn't know I was eating a lot of things I, I shouldn't be eating. Yeah. And then I came back two months later and she was like, what did you do? Like what you did is what all my patients need to do. So I, I remember that episode of my life. And I said, maybe I can start helping people because sometimes we're misled yeah. by doctors. Like in my case, like Food and, and health uh, had nothing to do with each other. Like, how can they be telling us that? So then I thought maybe when I, I, I change, I, I, I close this chapter of my life with the environmental fund, I can become a health coach and start helping people. And I can still be hand on hand with the environment. Maybe I can yeah. bring together something that, that goes in between our health mm -hmm. and the health of the planet. But so that's why, hand, sorry, but they do go hand in hand, don't they? Like they do go hand in hand. Sometimes we don't see it. Yeah. And that's why we, eat how we eat today, yeah. because if we saw the relationship, we would be eating differently. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I don't feel like I change radically because my passion was not to be an accountant, but was not the numbers. My passion was the environment yeah. and I'm still doing things for the environment. Yeah. But when you show it as a snapshot, like you do, like you see, oh, this is where her career was. This is where she ended yeah. up. Yeah. It does feel very radical, but you as a person going through the journey mm -hmm. have all the connections. Yeah, exactly. So I, I just feel I'm, I'm another step ahead. Like I'm just in the same path, a little different. Some people yeah. say radically, but for me, it's just a little difference. I'm, I'm still here about it you went from working in a job that was about the environment doing environmental field right to then in incorporating health into it it's kind of they kind of do go hand in hand it's mm -hmm. not so radical I think yeah. it's the fact that it's C the word CFO and fund are where people are like oh <laughs> that doesn't yeah. go together <laughs> so through this journey what inspired you then to write the book well I I was just struggling how to bring those two worlds together. And I remember I woke up one morning crying, crying because I had a dream that 
have given me the answer I was looking for. A couple of months ago, I've seen Greta Thunberg giving a speech. Yeah. I think it was on Facebook. And she was very mad at governments and corporations. Yeah. And she was talking about the grim future, uh, her generation, which my daughters are part of, yeah. will have if we didn't start making uh, the urgent changes we need to make. So I was, I was still working for the environmental fund and I was like, oh, I'm doing my part. I know I'm doing my part. But, you know, these little boys, mm -hmm. they kept yeah. coming and asking, are you doing your part? Are you doing, oh, yes, I'm working in this environmental fund. And then I had this dream. She needed to be like, hey, you need to do more. This is like, that yeah, I had some, something, you know, punching my brain and picking my brain, right? Yeah. Like, eh, are you sure? Yeah. So one day I had this dream and I dreamt about a little girl. I think the girl had like Greta Thunberg's eyes. <laughs> like they were on fire. And she was asking me, she was kind of angry and sad. And I was like, I don't know who this girl is, but somehow in dreams, you know, you're related yeah. to some yeah. people. So I, I knew she was related to me. I think she was my great granddaughter or something like that. Oh, wow. And I was like, uh, okay everything's going to be okay. I, I told her because I was kind of uncomfortable mm -hmm. in that dream. And then she said, is it, are you doing the things you need to do to, to make this world a better place? And then suddenly I was just waking up and I was just crying. No, I'm not doing the things I need to do to this, to make this world a better place. I, I'm just, putting myself behind this shield saying I'm working in an environmental fund, but am I doing in my house the things I need to start doing to make this world a better place to, to leave this, this place better than I, than I, than my parents gave it to me. Yeah. So I, I just woke up crying and I knew that I had to do something. So I started to, to do some research around you you know when they start saying about the things we could do about climate change mm -hmm. one of the things was like in between lines and very hidden mm -hmm. uh reduce your meat consumption yeah so i said i'm gonna i'm gonna do some research to see what does eating meat has to do and then i started this research and the things i found yeah they were just like wow Mm -hmm. So we're eating things that we shouldn't be eating in the yeah. amounts we're eating them. Yeah. And I, I think that's the key uh, for climate change, because we hear in, in a lot of places like we have to spend a lot of money, trillions of dollars to innovate, to bring some technologies to reverse climate change. Mm -hmm. I think we can start in our ho homes uh, little by little, just making little changes in, in, in our daily lives, yeah. right? So I was in, inspired to write this book, to bring this knowledge to yeah. all the people, all the people around the world, just to make little changes yeah. uh, that can contribute to uh, reduce greenhouse gas emissions. That's uh, and what do you think is the missing, uh, missing piece that led humanity to the crisis of weight loss and chronic diseases? Yeah, and, and it goes hand in hand. Not weight loss, weight gain, weight overweight. Weight, yeah, weight gain and, and uh, all the environmental crises, they yeah. go hand in hand. 
You know, I've, I've, I'm amazed by kids now because they ask everything. Yeah. When I was a kid, you weren't allowed to ask. You did as you were said. Like, you, yeah. you have to do this and you did that. that because see, not yeah. heard mentality. Exactly. And now kids, they ask everything. And I'm, I'm just uh, surprised. Why, if they ask everything, if they want explanations for everything, we have this, uh, this problem about overweight and, and yeah, overweight in children and all these diseases that were known to be adult diseases and now they're having them. Yeah. Why, if they're asking so much, which is the question they are not asking? And the question they are not asking is, why do I have to eat this? And it comes to me like, I think it, in nature, um, moms and, and, and newborns, they make this connection through the limbic brain where the newborns feel they're, they're protected, they're nourished. Uh, and then the mom tasks, task is to teach them how to survive. Yeah. So I think it's not a natural question for kids because we're connected through the limbic brain and they're just following what the mom does. Uh, and they ask everything, but they're not asking that question. So I think the missing piece right now is asking, why am I eating this? Because we just uh, hear from our doctors or our neighbors or our parents, like you have to eat your proteins. And when I say protein, everyone thinks comes meat. to your mind meat. is animal product. Yeah, but it's not true. That's not true. But they're not asking that. So the missing piece is, even though that this is a generation of human beings that are asking and questioning everything, they're not asking or questioning the most important question, which is, why should I eat this? Why this? Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's you don't ask, you don't think about it. <laughs> yeah, you don't think about it because somebody taught you, mostly your mom or, or your caregiver. Your culture or whatever it is, like your yeah. culture who is very, um, uh, eats a lot of meat. It's very hard to change that diet. Exactly. And, and we're eating more meat than when, when I was a child, mm-hmm. meat was like kind of a two day per week or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like we didn't have that much meat. Now we have animal uh, products at least three times every day. Yeah. So that's, that's uh, taking us, it's taking a toll yeah. in the environment, but also it's making us sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as you can see, a lot of times people get older, they, for example, people who used to love eating cheese, realize as they get older, it's not that their body can't, uh, can't digest it as easily as before or dairy in general, like you have to start cutting it or you start realizing that a lot of chronic diseases, you realize anything that you have that deals with inflammation, you realize that dairy products are not good for you. You have, should cut those out, sugar, carbs, but it's, uh, it's interesting that you don't start to realize that unless it becomes an issue, then you start to pay attention. Exactly. You don't think about prevention. You think oh. about just curing something that's already there. Uh, so it, it just amazed me how these kids, nowadays kids are asking a lot of questions, are uh, questioning the status quo, and um, they're not asking this. And they're sick yeah. and they're depressed and they're obese and they're 
why? Why are they, they not asking that? And I think it's just a thing. You don't ask the, those things because you are, something in your survival brain tells you that that's the thing you should eat. I think that's what's happening. Yeah. Now we mentioned protein. Now, why is the protein myth not only making us sick, but contributing largely to climate change? Well, you know, I'm going to tell you something that might shock you, but if every person in the world ate the, the way we eat in Western countries, we would need seven planet Earths. Wow. Like, yeah, we're yeah. doing a lot of damage. Uh, the only way to supply that demand for animal products is using industrial farming, uh, which is causing a lot of things uh, to go around the world. One is greenhouse gas emissions. Yeah. Of course, to, to put in place these industrial farms, we have to tear down some forests or some trees. Yeah. So by tearing down those forests, which we, we need, some, which we need, but we, when we tear down them, uh, we liberate some carbon dioxide to the atmosphere. But we have another two gases that are very dangerous and, and are greenhouse gas emissions and they're um, heating the atmosphere, which are methane mm -hmm. and nitrous oxide. And those two come from agricultural practices. Like methane has to do a lot, <laughs> everything to do with livestock. And nitrous oxide has to do with fertilizers and pesticides that are used to feed those, yeah. uh, those animals. So one third of the greenhouse gas emissions come from agriculture. Yeah. yeah, which is a lot. And then we're also polluting the soil and the air. It's not just the greenhouse gas emissions. Uh, they pollute the air. The, can you imagine we have these industrial farms with a lot of manure that has to be managed in some way because uh, in nature everything is part of the natural uh, cycle yeah. like if the cows are going around uh, they poop and everything comes part part of the cycle yeah. but in industrial farming they have to manage that so they put it into pools with water try to manage um, the manure that way and sometimes they spread the manure in in, in, in places, in, in open spaces. So that, that pollutes and then it goes to the water. Yeah, so it's, um, and it's, it's doing a lot of harm. Like in water, like places near industrial farms, they, you can't drink water from the- Very faucet. contaminated, I would assume, yeah. Very contaminated. Yeah, so, they, and it's something simple too. It's like if we can limit, and it's not that we have, if you don't want to cut it out completely, but at least limit how much meat you eat. Exactly. Start cutting. Exactly. I, I've heard something along the lines of like, once a week, don't eat meat or a meal or just cut one or two things. Yeah. And it make it will make a difference. It doesn't have to be extreme at, <laughs> at least now, but as long as you, you make a practice of doing something small, it will make a huge difference. That's why it's simple changes. It's not easy, no. but it's simple. You can do one, one per week. And uh, the thing is that if we start switching from industrial farmings to regenerative farmings or holistic farms, where the cows are free and they go and walk, everything starts to become part of the natural cycle. And we can have that meat from cows that are eating what naturally are meant to eat, which yeah, is it, grass instead of grain. Be for us too. 
also that would be better for us to chemicals back into our body that they're eating we're putting it back into our exactly exactly we're eating right now from industrial farming the cows are sick that's why uh, they gave they give these cows a lot of antibiotics because they are sick that's yeah so um if we have healthy cows eating their natural food which is grass we will be healthy the planet will, will be healthier because they um like methane we we have a lot of methane going uh to the atmosphere from the manure they have to manage but mm-hmm. we also have the enteric fermentation from cows which is a natural thing and we're not going to lose that but uh we can reduce it and uh if we have these holistic farms uh the, the animals are just walking around they contribute to um heal the soils too when you heal the soil the soil can trap some carbon dioxide from the atmosphere but not, right now our soils soils are depleted because we're using like we're just doing monocrops which is not natural like just have one species is not natural but when you have a lot of species and you have cows and chickens and everything going around you start healing the soils and those soils when they're when they're good when they're healthy they can trap carbon dioxide from the atmosphere so we can do a lot of things but the thing is that if we do that holistic farming we wouldn't have the amount of meat that we eat today yeah we naturally will have to reduce it yeah but also we don't need to eat as much meat as we we don't need to eat as much but we yeah. probably already touched upon this but what are three things we can do to eat our um, our way to a healthier versions of ourselves and um, and while taking care of the planet yeah of course one is reduce as you say it's not like uh, you don't have to change everything like 100% reduce your animal consumption and put more fruits and vegetables and legumes and whole grains in your plate because the thing is that we're sick because we're putting a lot of animal products yeah. and we're leaving out uh, a lot of foods that have information for our bodies yeah fruits and vegetables they have a lot of good information for our bodies so we're leaving that out when we, we put a lot of smart. animal protein also look historically we became healthier when we started eating more vegetables and stuff like you see people like the, the sailors who used to go on ships they got scurvy they didn't have access to fruits and vegetables yeah they didn't have access to vitamin c for example so well, you know uh, that it's important we just seem to ignore it <laughs> exactly so when you reduce your meat consumption put more ve- veggies on your plate like that's going to be good for you that's going to be great then reduce uh eating processed foods because they also contribute to uh carbon dioxide and it's around 30 to 40% they they scientists believe that all things that have to do with food you know um making the food transporting the food uh it accounts for uh, around 30 to 40% of the uh, greenhouse gas emissions wow So yeah, if we and, and those are foods that they have no information for your body. Uh they're uh, charged were full with um omega-6 which we need with need omega-3s and omega-6 but we needed them in a balance like one one to one. And because omega-6 they, they you can have a lot of products in your um pantry and uh they can live there for three months for example 
they use omega-6 because they live longer than omega-3s. So right now we're eating around from omega-3s and omega-6, we eat one to 17. And omega-6, they, 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 which is a good thing, they make you inflame because we need inflammation when we hit ourselves, when we're hurt, when we, yeah. so we need those omega-6 to come when we, we have a, an infection or something going on. Yeah. But then we need the omega-3s to come back and, and bring down that inflammation. But as we're having this relation from one to 17, we're all the time inflamed. Mm. So if we keep eating processed foods, we're gonna keep being inflamed. Yeah. We're gonna be, keep being sick obese and all those things. Um, so reduce that because actually it, it contributes also to greenhouse gas emissions. Yeah. And the last thing I would say is ask, be curious. Mm -hmm. Like when our doctors tell us, um, uh, you need to eat more protein. Okay. I'll do that. You need to eat more meat. Like we're not asking why, why should I be eating more meat? What, or protein? What is protein? Like we're not used to ask things around food. We just, somebody tells us what to do and we do it yeah. without asking. We need to start asking, yeah. why should I do this? Why should I take this pill? Why should I just question? Yeah. It, it also, like you said, or a doctor turns to and says, oh, there's nothing that can be done through diet. Yet before we had the medications we have now, what did we use to heal? fruits, vegetable, herbs, whatever, like that. Those exactly. foods have those properties because they were the, they were the first things that were used for medication, for prevention, for whatever it was. It was food. Yeah. And, and they grew with us, like they evolved with us. So yeah. they communicate with us through the microbiome. So those are foods that have the information for our microbiome to be healthy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So so I think fruits and um, vegetables and legumes and those foods are just amazing for health because they have the clue to, to get healthy again. If we eat a lot of animal products and processed foods, we don't have that information. No. And uh, where can people find you in your book? Yeah, well, you can find me. I have a, a website. It is www.believetransformb.com. Uh, you can find me there. You can find my book there. My book is also uh, on Amazon or, or all, you know, all these online stores, Barnes and Noble and all of those stores, uh, but it's uh, on Amazon. Okay, great. Well, thank you, Jimena, for, uh, for joining me today. It was lovely having you on the show. I wish thank you continued you. success. Thank you. Thank and you, Nisa. It was, it was just such a pleasure to be with you and talk to you and, and share and sure, that's, that's it was great. The there was a lot to learn. And uh, thank you everyone for joining me and see you next time on Bookish Meet the Authors. Bye-bye for now. Thank you.